Well, hello and welcome back, everyone. I cannot believe that we've reached the last in our August Acceleration series this year. And I have absolutely loved this series because who doesn't like to reclaim our potential? And I hope that over the last four weeks, you've really started to glean how much we have to draw on that you maybe didn't realize that you had before. And today, I have left um, a very special guest to the very end because we are going to be moving out of the range of talking about how we can hone our inherent skills um, or release or shed or gain any more skills. And we're going to start talking about how we might be able to use some tools external to us to build upon our own skill base, assist us in reclaiming our own potential and also feel more empowered and enhance the skills that we've got. So today, please join me in welcoming Peter Benson from Energies of Service, um, based in Arizona, who is gonna to talk to us about quantum tools and how we may be able to use quantum tools, particularly the ones that he makes, to really be able to enhance our potential. And so before I hand over to Peter, I'm just gonna give you a little bit of flavor in his background because I think you'll find Peter's story incredibly interesting because Peter was a was a car mechanic who then went into the engineering uh, technology business and that was his life and he was working in mechanics and engineering never thinking about all of the stuff that he's going to talk to you about today but having been through quite a big life-changing process as so many of us do suddenly something in him opened and he started to get downloads of information and he realized that he was being given information that was going to enable him to make these very special tools and those of you that have uh, followed this August Acceleration series for the last couple of years will know that I have already introduced to you tensor field technology and these tools also incorporate some of this technology as well but I'm going to welcome Peter with all my heart and uh, with all of you as well, and say welcome, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. And I would just love you to tell your story because I know people are going to be incredibly interested in how you made this enormous. Not it feels even double three sixty degree turn. <laughs> Thank you, Melly, for having me on. Um, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful to have you on me on the show. Um, yes, it's uh, the the way you brought it in was actually perfect. Um, I was a mechanic, uh, went through trade school, did the whole 3D thing, you know, uh, being a mechanic, working for small shops, big shops, dealerships, and getting married, having kids, and moving through all that, uh, moving into engineering, um, you know, as, as an engineering technician. So not an engineer, but a technician. So I'm the one that actually says to an engineer, it's like, yes, those are the specifications, but in real life, that won't work. <laughs> it's kind of putting a little bit of common sense into the engineering side of things um, and that's what the tech technicians tend to do for engineers to help you implement their you know their thought process and kind of give feedback so that's what i did for oh 20 years in the engineering side of things um, and then 15 years in automotive so it's a long journey and then of course i had the life-changing events which was 20 years of that um, and then over the last seven years or so, uh, things have really shifted. So 
as you explained, it's like I went into very 3D and coming into the end of that particular section of my life, um, it was very challenging. Um, I tried to, I had to figure out who I was being removed from that environment and that situation that I was in and okay, where do I fit in this world? Where, who am I, what's going on? And I started researching and reading books and all those things. And, uh, Brian Weiss, Michael Newton, Dolores Cannon, all those books are talking about, you know, life after, you know, the life between lives, the soul's journey, um, regressions on, you know, where your soul has been in past life and all this other stuff. It's really, really fun. So I started understanding like, okay, all these people are, you know, these are writing books on this type of stuff and they're talking about the same thing, but from different people. And they're talking thousands of different people. I mean, it's like, okay, this is not a coincidence. This is something that's real that and I've never been exposed to. So it was paradigm breaking for me. Uh, you know, I'm very 3D, working on cars, working in engineering and physical. So this was a major shift for me. Um, and I started going into, you know, meditations and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And um, it that shifted me, you know, from that understanding to meditations. Um, it was really kind of a slow process for me because it was, it was literally breaking my paradigm mm. um, and going into a spiritual environment from a very 3d, very grounded in the materialistic side of things. It was, it was hard to actually rationalize the shift between left brain and right brain and allowing my spiritual side to come through while the left brain was trying to logic and analyze and, you know, do all that. And it's to this day, it's still that because of, you know, where I was brought up and everything and all those experiences. So when I actually found out about tensor technology with Slim Sperling and, you know, other folks that you've worked with have, you know, the source of all of this tensor technology is Slim Sperling. I found him, read his books, watched his YouTube videos of his interviews with other folks, um, and then found other folks that were building these tools. And I'm like, this is just really cool. So I started building them and it took me a, like a month or two to really get the tools to start to function. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why until later, but it was my, my intentions weren't quite there. So my logical brain was like, I can build that because I'm a mechanic. I have the understanding of metals and torches and welding, and I can do this, but they weren't working. So it took me a while before and to get myself in my energetic side of things into alignment. Mm -hmm. So because these really are quantum tools, aren't they? Yes, they are. They are fully quantum tools. So you have to have the intentions and you have to have your mind right. You know, it's if you look at the experiments in the quantum realm, everything is, a th if your thoughts are influencing in the environment, in the quantum side, when they do experience experiments, what they were showing is the people doing the experiments can influence it by just their thoughts. It's in, it's so incredible. that is actually, I, I mean, yeah. our, our power is limitless when you think about if we were actually to hone our thoughts in a, in a very, very creative way. I mean, we can do so much. Yes. So this is where I, it's like, okay, so this is where your idea of when we're talking about quantum mm -hmm. or intentions, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. So this is where I started focusing and I started actually, okay, so these things are starting to work. What happens next? 
So I started creating the tensor rings um, in different tools and creations, pendants with uh, like with wire wrap crystals in the middle of a tensor ring. So those are the first the first pendants. Um, and then I did tensor rings for the lady who was doing the sound bath that we were doing. Mm. And you know, we sent you one of the tensor rings for that to experiment with. Um, and I gave her four of them and she has 14 bowls. So she has the sh chakras and higher chakras. Uh, two days later, she texted me back. Can I have 10 more? Because they changed the way the bowls literally sung. They would, they changed their frequency. They vibrated longer and it would, they got more powerful. So uh, I, like, I, okay. I can, I can really attest to that because um, your, your package has just arrived and um, today is the first day that I've actually managed to, to try it. And um and it is it is really quite remarkable because the the I mean I I am sensitive to energy as well, but the wave that comes out from the bowl is different. It's like on you know it's like on steroids really, and then mm -hmm. and the and the and the and the sound of it is different as well, and it does go on longer. And uh, in a in our building, we're in our own building here, but the rest of our team is sitting downstairs. And uh, and I immediately got a Skype um, from one of our teams saying, oh, that is just so lovely. And the sound and everything had gone all the way through the whole building. So it, it really it really is beautiful. And uh, and I mean, that's just coming from a single a single ring. And I think before we talk a little bit more, can you just um, I, I can hear the questions in the mind of the audience already saying, um, what do you mean by? really work and also you know what are these rings and you know i know that they're in specific lengths and they have different uh, frequencies depending on the length do you think you could just speak a little bit about tensor tech on its own first absolutely um so tensor technology is uh what slim defined as as tensor technology it was first originally discovered by john archibald wheeler in 1957 he was one of the nuclear physicists on the uh, Manhattan Project that, that created the nuclear bomb. He, he mm -hmm. coined the phrase black hole. So this guy is, he's up there on the list of physicists that knows what they're doing. Uh, so this is where that came from. But what Slim Sperling did is he took that idea and that, uh, that, uh, that discovery from John Archibald Wheeler and created something positive out of it. So when you created the the tensor ring or the ring that John Archibald Wheeler is talking about is that's just a copper wire, single wire in a ring, and it would create a positive energy on one side and a negative field of energy on the other. Okay. Uh, and Slim Sperling confirmed this and he's like, we can't use this. People can get really hurt by this because it's like you have life energy on one side and you have anti-life energy on the other. Mm -hmm. So so what Slim did is he was a lot like I am. He's very experimental. And he's like, okay, so what can we do? How do we do this? And they started on, tried playing and experimenting. And they took one wire and then folded it over. So you have energy going in one direction on that wire, right? And then you twisted it positive clockwise, cut it to the specific length, which creates your different frequencies. So the different tensor rings would have different frequencies, different lengths, and then braze it back onto each other. So the wires would be like this. And then once that happens, you would actually create the energy field of that frequency in that tensor ring. Um, and it creates a toroidal energy field. So it mm -hmm. creates a donut energy field around the around the tense, around the ring itself. Um, and it creates a 
it creates three different things. So it creates a donut energy field. It creates a film inside the ring, like when you're blowing bubbles. The soap film in the middle is like the energy field inside there. And that's the tensor field itself is in there. Um, and the other, other other aspect of it is when it creates that donut energy field, it creates almost like a floodlight of energy coming out the tensor ring to both directions, like a flashlight, a directed energy field. So it's, it has three different energies that are coming off of a tensor ring. Absolutely so, phenomenal. And so um, two things come to mind. Um, one of them is that... Um, you know, our own our own energy field that we create is also toroidal, isn't it? So I mean, this is a this is this yeah. is a the human body stands within that. So yes. we have an we have an affinity already and it must hugely enhance our own energy field. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Um so yes, it does. So the way I understand how this energy works is um so when you're looking at your crystal ball. So that the tensor ring is sitting on the on the floor right next to or underneath the bowl. So it's projecting its torus energy field and its floodlight of energy into the bowl. So the bowl is actually inside a vortex of the energy that that tensor ring is creating. So that's how that particular side of the, the tensor rings work. Pendants and the anklets are a different form of that where the tensor film that energy film, like the soap bubble, you know, blowing soap bubbles, that actually intersects with the crystals that are in the pendants. And then the tensor ring amplifies those crystals at the frequency that it's designed to. So it creates a, a an amplification of the different crystals, which have their own frequencies, own vibration, and the tensor ring, which actually has its specific vibration. So it actually merges all of it. It's almost like a symphony of energy coming off of that tensor of the pendant per se oh okay i've got so many questions coming to mind but um let me <laughs> go back to the one that i was going to ask you is that um am i right yes. in thinking that um the ancient egyptians were very into sacred cubic lengths and all the tensor the the, the angles and the tensor field sort of frequencies as well yes the original tensor ring that slim sperling created was the cubit length that was actually found in the Great Pyramid of Giza. So they use that particular measuring stick, if you want to call it, whether it's a foot or a meter or whatever, they use that cubit length to create the Great Pyramid of Giza. The other ones that we have, like the one we you have for your uh, for the crystal bowls, is the Solomon's cubit, which was supposedly the one that's in documentation in the books of Solomon's temple. That was the cubit length that they used to create Solomon's temple. Then you have Tiwatuacan down in Mexico, mm -hmm. you know, down in Central America. All those particular structures have their own cubit length and their own frequencies. So all the sacred sites is lost knowledge in those cubit and frequencies. So those lengths mean something. And it's basically it's handed down information that we're just understanding. At least that's how I see it with the energies we're working with with this. I know they certainly weren't primitive people. <laughs> no they were not i know we are decoding their information so i mean obviously uh you know throughout this entire series um our viewers would have been able to see me that that i that i have one of these tools and um and i and i am lucky enough to um to own two of them but uh, i have had mine since the end of may this year 2023 and i literally can't be parted from it so I, I would, I would, uh, I don't know. My own sense is that it now has become part of my own 
energy frequency that is amplifying my frequency, but also keeping me enhanced, if you like. So I know that's that's my own sense. I don't know um, whether that's how you or other people experience it. So the tools work specifically with you. Um, and it's the interesting part is when they actually, the energies of the crystals and the tensor rings interact with you, you initially feel them and then you understand them. What happens is your body gets used to and it actually starts, it's, you start, you, like, you almost, how do you want to put it? Um, you're connected to it. The tool becomes a part of your energy field. And yeah. it takes, it takes time for your field to really acclimate to the energies. But once you do, it's hard to like take that away. And then, you know, you're missing it if you're not, if it's not there, because it amplifies you and they work with you. You know, they're not like uh, when you're like putting on a, like a watch or something like that. It's totally external to you. This actually helps you in your energy field and it changes the way your energy feels. It's And it, you know, allows you to change your thoughts and stuff like that much easier. It's, it, it's so true. And I find that um, it's a very definite selection process as well. It's almost like the pendant selects me, you know, in the morning as to as to which one I'm going to be wearing. And I know I'm, I'm lucky because I have two, but um and uh, and not everybody has that ability. So we'll talk about the selection process and how that goes further down. But Peter, for now, I mean, the burning question is, how did you come up with the designs and how did you know which length to use in your pendants? And do all of your pendants have the same length in it? Um, those are all of those are really good questions. <laughs> so let's start where the source of the the so the tensor technology came in with some sparling, mm -hmm. and through Slim and other other people who create them, there is a number of different tensor rings out there for different lengths. Mm -hmm. You know the sacred, the royal, the 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 lost cubit, the Tiwatuakan, the Solomon's cubit. Um, there's a bunch of them out there, and they're all different frequencies. And we've we've actually associated almost all of them to chakra energies and the uh, the understanding of each one. So those are there and we're utilizing those different tensor rings and the frequencies as guided. And that's how it's been. Um, but the original, original idea for the, the tools that we have now was actually a channeled message from Archangel Metatron. Yeah. And that was for the anklets. And it's um, so that was really interesting. I was actually I was actually in the process of my life change and I was actually having a healing session done and we were closing the session out. And then Metatron came in and said, you need to make anklets. And I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> you need to make anklets and you need to use these five crystals. It has to be inside of a tensor ring and it has to be covered with copper mesh. And I'm like, OK, I got the tensor ring. I understand that and the copper mesh. I'll figure that out. That's I can, you know, I can figure that one out. I understand. I've known three of those crystals, but two of them I've never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, okay, uh, thank you very much for the really kind of very fine, you know, under massive understanding that I had no clue. Um, and I took all that information and it took me about a year and a half to get everything together, source it and build some of these things out. Um, and it was a tensor ring with five crystals in it. You know, the morganite, tanzanite, lapis, tiger's eye, and uh, morganite. Yeah. yeah, you said morganite. Morganite, one, right? Was it morganite, tanzanite, lapis, black onyx, and uh, 
Yeah, Tiger. Yeah. Anyway, those are the fives. Um, so those are the five crystals that you know Metatron told me to put them in, put in there. And what we found out is, after the fact, we had somebody that was very visual in understanding energies. The individual said, when you put those on, it it basically takes that energy torus that we had just talked about for the human body. We have this giant toroidal field. It's been proven through HeartMath Institute and all these other things. What she, what she saw was, is if you take that torus and cap the top and bottom, it's no longer a torus. It's now a oval shield. Wow. So it basically turns your field, your torus energy field into a shield. And it's not necessarily a shield, but it just creates a unified energy field around you mm-hmm. that doesn't allow energy in. Interesting. But it allows, it allows you to exchange energy, I suppose under your under your will if you if you if you would like to yes okay um so this is where that particular energy came in and when metatron gave me the channel message it's like it's to keep your vibration yours as we go through this time and that was exactly what he said incredible and the and so the anklets are i mean it's easy to understand how the pendant does because the pendant is in the tensor field circle but the anklets uh, are not a complete circle because obviously you've got to be able to get them on and off. And they, but they still work the same way. They still create the same toroidal sort of shape, the oval shield. So an anklet actually is a, is a ring. It is a, it ring. Is a ring that's been, it is ring, but I've flattened it out. Okay. Okay. So it actually is a ring, but it's flat. Then you open it up in the middle and put crystals in the middle and then, yeah. Okay. So they okay. are a tensor ring. It is amazing, and uh, and obviously we wear a single pendant, but it's uh, it's ideal to wear two two anklets. I can imagine. I haven't tried them myself, so I I can't speak from any experience here. But I imagine that it it, it does it does it feel like you're very grounded, as well. Yeah, the anklets are. So the description that Metatron gave is to keep your energy yours. Mm-hmm. So that aspect is an energy protection from other people's emotional, environmental, that type of energy field. It actually creates a, a shield around you. The tensor ring that these are made out of has a grounding effect. Mm-hmm. So you're wearing two anklets, you're going to feel very grounded. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the other aspect of this, of the tensor ring is very balancing. So it balances your chakras at the same time as grounding you. So you, when you put these on, you have all of those things all happening at the same time. Your your field closes down, protects you from an environment. It grounds you and balances your energy. So you you actually feel very whole, especially going into an environment where there's a lot of energy, whether it's a, a large store or a conference or something along that line when you're dealing with a lot of people in your environment. It sounds remarkable. In our first interview with uh, Zandra Hawes, we... Um... We talked about empaths and people who are incredibly sensitive, who have a really difficult time being able to discern between, you know, their energy and somebody else's. And so it seems, you know, and I know you talk about uh, the Metatron um, anklets and the pendant as being um, very shielding and protective from that. But um, have you experience of um, of highly sensitive people being feeling sort of more in their own space when they put them on? Actually, in my family line, we are very empathic to the point where I can feel people's energy and working in the corporate environment for 20 years. 
Yeah. Uh, so at when I before I left the corporate world, I was usually using these tools so that I wasn't overwhelmed by the energy of those alpha personalities pushing so tough, you know, their energy just so much just to get their point across. And the you you have to believe me kind of energy enforcing the issue. Um, and it became to the point where it was, you could understand your your response, the energy that's coming out now is your energy responding to just them talking and them communicating with you. It's no longer their energy being pushy, it's their verbal. So it helps you understand your energy uh, to a very, very fine point. So it, for me, at that point, it started becoming more fun, especially when we do conferences. When I was at work, I was too busy trying to do work. But conferences, when you have time in between, it's actually the fun part where you put the tools on and you, know, cause you look around and through intention, you can look at people and feel their energy because now you can understand who you are you can look at them and understand it's like, oh, they're not having a good day. Or, you know, it's like, it's like they haven't had their coffee yet, or whatever it is. You know? uh, but you can actually understand, you can get glimpses of their energy and who those people are when you understand yourself better. Yes. And that makes for uh, a much more, a much a kinder society as well. And for you taking things less personally, I presume, because it's easier to be able to see where you begin and end and somebody else begins and ends. It is. Um, it's so exactly to that point. Um, what, what you look at now is when you feel those particular impacts of energy, it's no longer just the, so when people talk, you end up having more of a, you have an energy exchange and you also have that verbal and thought, pro, you know, the thought form exchange. Mm -hmm. So people were, you know, that now that you're protected from their emotional energy and that projection, now you have to work on responding to their verbal, I don't want to say attack, but their verbal, uh, the communication that could be very hostile. Mm -hmm. So now you have to actually address that directly. And that's more of, understanding being compassionate and understanding and understanding how you're going to respond to it without responding in kind mm. so yeah. it allows you to really refine your thoughts and and when you're not emotionally involved because you're not feeling that energetic um, impact it's much easier to refine your thoughts and come from a place of reason as well Amazing. yes very much so amazing and so before we start to look at uh, the individual tools and the gifts that they each give. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit now about the crystals inside because I've seen a lot of tensor tech out there. Uh, the crystals are very definitely um, something special that that you're doing, um, and um, and amazing that uh, that that Archangel Metatron gave you that information. But um, you know. I've always had an affinity and a love of crystals. I know that a lot of people don't really understand how they work and think they're just pretty colorful rocks, but actually they've got a power of their own, haven't they? And I mean, you know, a, a, a lot of our technology, particularly radio technology is all being powered on quartz crystal, let alone, you know, what's in our watches. And whilst they make it synthetically now, um, can you talk a little bit about um, crystals and the kind of actual, you know, the physics of them and uh, and 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 why they enhance these tools absolutely um so you're correct Qu quartz crystals are in all of our technology 
they vibrate at a specific resonance and they can utilize that where they're vibrating at thousands of cycles per second. And they understand that and they can create crystal, you know, they use it for watches, computer psych, you know, computer time, um, all these other aspects. Um, and, you know, they're even in your gas grill, your piezoelectric starter. That's your, that's crystals in there too. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> so they do all these different things in order to actually create energy. Um, and it's in an environment all around us. So it's really interesting. The ground we stand on is energetically set up because it is a crystal. It just depends on which type of crystal we're talking. Um, so quartz is the big one that we know of because it's actually utilized in all of our technology. But we have other ones. Uh, selenite, that's a salt. That's purification. And a lot of folks utilize that and they put pieces like the selenite um, lamps Mm-hmm. where they can actually you know put color pretty colors in it and make it glow and all these things and it's really pretty um but those are very clearing of energies in your in the environment if you have nice big pieces um people are using shungite shungite mm-hmm. is essentially uh buckyball uh carbon so it's carbon balls so mm-hmm. they absorb all the radiation energy around you and they don't disperse it it just basically dissolves the energy fields so that's why they're using shungite as these pills to put on your back of your cell phone or put them in pendants to absorb the energies or do what you know do a lot of different things. So the crystals in our environment, whether it's you know quartz, shungite, selenite, um, you know amethyst or you know turquoise. I love turquoise. Yeah. Um, it's a very calming energy. Um, but all these crystals have different energy fields they all vibrate differently uh so we find you know and this is what is actually what was really interesting about you know metatron and his his message i'm like first off i'd never heard of two of those crystals mm-hmm. and number two i would have never have thought to put those five crystals together even yeah. if i knew about those other two i just i would have never have thought to put those five crystals together to do what it does Mm-hmm. Um, and then we migrated it to a pendant form and it still does what it, it's supposed to do, but in a different way. And I'm like, this is just really interesting. So crystals definitely have their own, let's just say personality. They definitely do. And I think the thing is we, and everybody knows about the Schumann resonance. I mean, this is the, uh, the frequency that the earth, um, resonance, uh, vibrates to, you know, we're starting to understand much more about frequency now. So to think about crystals in terms of the type of frequency that they're emitting um, is a good way uh, for people to get their head around the fact that they've got different properties. Because us human beings, we all vibrate at a different frequency and we're all very individual as well. And so um, so you've got uh, you've got different crystals in all of your pendants. And so obviously the Metatron came first. Um, take us through the sequence of how some of the others arrived. So the the anklets came first. That was direct channel. Um, And the Metatron pendant came in out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, we were built, we were, I was building the anklets and we were experimenting with having different people experiment with them and try them. And I wanted feedback. So we built some and brought them out to the environment. Um, We gave uh, a pair to a friend of ours who was an accountant. And this was tax time in the U.S. So she was getting bombarded with people filing their taxes. Um, and when it comes to you know people and money, people get very emotional, very stressed out. So this was actually, she loved them. 
absolutely loved them. She had them for three days and she said, then she, you know, called me and said, I have to give them back to you. I can't wear them anymore. I'm like, is there a problem with them? She was like, no, my husband will not let me wear them. Um, because he was very grounded in the 3D and didn't accept the the kind of spiritual woo-woo type yeah. of, oh my God, these are protecting your energy. He's like, what does that mean? And he just didn't allow, you know, he just gave her too much of a hard time. And she's like, fine, I'll just I'll give them back. So when I got them back, and at that point, I'm like, okay, Metatron, how do I make this work where people can put these on? And nobody would even think twice. You, you know, how did it work? And it's like, and then because I was making the pendants in another form with the wire wrap, and it's like, I couldn't do wire wrap with five crystals. That wasn't going to happen. It was just going to be a little bit too much um came through do it this way i'm like okay so at that point that's where metatron's pendant came in and utilizing the tensor ring resin and the crystals mm-hmm. um so i did it that way and i ended up adding a little bit of uh craft glow powder in it just to have a little fun with them so they I glow know. like crazy and that is so fun because um, the minute it's absorbed any of the light when you go into the dark or when you t- i mean they do they they glow and but uh, but Peter, honestly, the way that they light up the crystals at nighttime, um, yeah. look, it, it it is you know they just they they become they take they take on a whole new power and uh, an energy of their own really when they when they light up at night. <laughs> yes. So if you think of um, of us as like a quantum ent- entity, mm-hmm. we are energetic forms, right? We are uh, energy beings. And if you look small enough down, it's like we're mostly just an energy, an open space, like an energy vacuum in the center of, a, of an atom. There's you know, 95% or 99% just open space in between every atom or every part of an atom. So we are mostly space. We are mostly just energy. If you look at these tools as, as also just energy, these are like blueprints in the quantum realm that we're bringing in. The same as our blueprint in the quantum realm brings us in here. And mm-hmm. we're here to actually experience a planet that is also energy brought in here for us to experience. If you think of everything as energy, these tools are also an energy field that we're utilizing. And it's kind of interesting that these tools are there and they can come in and also interact with us on an energetic form. Not, you know, because if you think of us as energy, that's what these do. And if you wait the way you feel them, it's you feel it energetically first. And then over time, your body starts acclimating it and you start feeling it in the physical form because it's actually, it takes time for it energetically to actually manifest in the physical world. So it's, these tools are just incredibly powerful when it comes to um, the way they influence and work with your field, with the crystals that are involved, with the tensor rings that are there that, you know, the different frequencies. And I just find it so much fun. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> it it is it is so much fun. I really love it, and um, and it's been it's been a it's been an interesting journey for, um, you know, when the people because I because I do I do wear mine every day, and I mean sometimes you know it it is under a top, and but it's been summer, so it's been out. And it's really interesting, the people who are immediately drawn, like, what is that? And where can I get one? And then the amount of times that, you know, that nobody notices at all. So if, if somebody 
is a little bit interested, but they don't really, they haven't really, they don't really believe in the power of crystals and they're not, and they don't really buy into this 100%. Is it still going to work for them? And is it still going to have an effect on their field? The answer is yes and yes. Mm -hmm. So the tools are, the tools are powerful all by themselves. They are what they are. Um, so depending on which one you would resonate with, even if you can't feel them, go with, if you're not sensitive, go with, with one, which one looks best for you. If the one, you know, you, you, the, you triggers you when you look at it, it goes, Ooh, that one's pretty. I like that one. Or that one looks powerful. Yes. That one. If you're more sensitive, um, what we do is we actually have folks, um, especially if it's remote to visualize the pendant wearing it, like you're wearing one right now and then connecting to it, tell it to, you know, reset which it resets all its energy fields. And then from there, tell it to go to full power. And what happens is even remotely, you will feel that pendant turn on and it'll influence your energy field. So if, if it's weaker, it may not be the one you need. If it's really powerful, that would be the one you're, you know, kind of more guided to. So just experiment and play with them. Um, and that's the easiest way to do it other than just visually picking uh, the one that looks the nicest one it depends on your energy and where you are mm. but yes yeah, so they work with everybody no matter what and it sounds so woo woo doesn't it to think about the fact well i can it just does. think about something but it's quantum and the quantum field there's no there's no time there's no space everything's instant we can link in it's how uh, it's how we can heal it's how we it's how it's how mothers have a sixth sense when their child somewhere else is in trouble um you know it's how we have our our intuition, our gut instinct, it's all in the quantum realm. And yeah, these yeah. tools are exactly the same. So yeah, yeah. you've alluded a little bit to them being able to work for you. And you mentioned the magic word, the reset word. So, and obviously um, you, you won't know this, but uh, the book that we published last year is called Reset Eating. So reset is a very magic word in the A&H office. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's go into how you reset them and how you can program and how you can really put them to work for you. Yes. Um, so we found out over time, uh, we didn't know this when we first started creating these pendants, that they were that powerful and what you can control them very, very fine, you know, fine, fine tuning them. Um, we knew the energies of each individual one. But what we were finding is uh, when you put them on, you feel the kind of the inherent energy of the pendant, but you don't know what it can really do. So what we found was resetting them because if if we had were at conferences, we always wanted to just do a reset from anybody that was touching them before. Um, and what we found was if they're just sitting ambiently, they'll just kind of calm, they'll just reset themselves and go down to a neutral state. So we want to reset them again for you. So when you when you're thinking about it, you want to reset. It's not necessarily it's not an absolute saying I want to reset it for everybody else. So it's more like, okay, reset it to me. Mm. Right. When you're telling it to do it's resetting it to you, or it's like synchronizing to your field kind of a thing. So reset. And that basically tells it to clear. You hope you put it here. And then from there, what you're doing is you're telling it what to do. So this is intention. This is what you want, if you want to call it uh, quantum entanglement to that other particle out there in the universe. Mm. 
because <laughs> yeah. two particles can be quantum entangled. So you're basically, you're connecting to that other one or the multiple particles in that pendant and you're connecting to it. So you're entangling yourself with that energy. So through intention, you're connecting. So at that point, you tell it to go to full power. Now you're telling the tensor ring to just power up along with the crystals because the entire thing is a package and everything just lights up. At that point, you feel the energy of that particular pendant and what it's designed to do. So you're actually uplifting it up. So you're resetting it, giving it an instructions through a thought to go to full power. So there's your quantum, your thought controlling mm. you know, energy in space and time. So it can be remote. So if you're not, you don't have one, you can do connection remotely. You can also tell it to do other things. And this is where we were talking about having fun with it. You can tell it to, okay, okay, I know we're going through a challenging time. I want to remove any obstacles that are not relevant to the goal. Mm -hmm. And you can specify whichever goal and you can, it can be very, very personal and it doesn't matter. This is your tool and you can make it function for you. And it actually works and it works very, very much quickly when it comes into the energy side of things. Um, and I do say it works because it's like we've actually had a lot of evidence from folks that have been utilizing these tools for the last five years. And it's, you won't believe it until you actually experience the tools. It's more of, it's, these tools are very experiential. They they, they really are. And you don't necessarily uh, have to feel them. I mean, it is, it is lovely. We, I know we, we, we are physical beings and we like to be able to touch the tool as well, but you can, you can still tune in as Peter says, and be able to see which one. And of course, you know, this intention work for those of you that, um, that have worked with visualization, um, you know, or any kind of creative meditation where, you know, um, where you, you know, mindset work, NLP, where you've really thought about a goal that you want to achieve. This is, this is exactly the same. You're just putting your intention out there and you're letting this quantum tool um, be something that it aids your process, basically. So it, it's not as outlandish as it seems, but it is just in now harnessing what we are beginning to understand about the quantum field, acknowledging our quantum nature, and then being able to, to use our full potential. So I, um, I, I, have, uh, I have worked with mine a lot like that. I, I, tend, to, um, I, I tend to automatically um, run a program through it, put an intention and decide where I'm going. And it just becomes, it's become such a, a habit now. And I've almost um, sequestered, I've almost asked dependents to sequester, you know, my frequency, my highest frequency in any one time. But then I also get it to do other work as well. So I've like I've got layers of intent going through it. <laughs> yep. and oh, absolutely. And it's, they amplify your intentions. So this is the fun part. You see, you see the response in in the energetic field around you immediately. Um, we've had experiments. It's not even experiments. Experiences with it, where Vivian was under energetic attack when we were up in Sedona years ago, and she put on my pendant, and I told her, "It's like, okay, now tell the pendant to make you invisible to anybody doing you harm." And the attack stopped immediately. Amazing. And, uh, so and, and Vivian is Peter's wife. <laughs> Yes, Vivian's my wife. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. It's like 
she's powerful in her own right, but this allows it to actually, it, it amplifies you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, it, it, it's it, interesting. It really, it really is uh, a, a tool that's been, you know, gifted by the angelic realms. And, uh, and, and I do, and I find it's very sacred. So you do a number of, uh, you do a number of them in the range now. You've built on uh, the Metatron yep, yep. one. So we know that the Metatron one is very much for shielding and protection and grounding. Um, and so which was the next one that came in the series? Um, the next one was the Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one has, so I've built all the pendants based off of the Metatron crystal structure. So mm-hmm. we have the five crystals, which creating a shielding effect. Mm-hmm. So we're creating a shielding effect into all the pendants because we feel that's a, a very viable, you know, tool for everybody to utilize. Mm-hmm. But we build a, we build on top of that foundation. So the Michael pendant, when you put that one on, it feels very warm. Like uh, you have protection. It feels like Mark Angel Michael's literally behind you and he's got you protected. Mm-hmm. So you feel warm, you know, warm, cleared, and it's just like, ah. Uh, very you're just very safe put it that way it feels very safe um and the energy of that one is very unique compared to the metatron mm. metatron feels very warm and you just feel like you when you put it on it just feels like you just put on an armor set it's like you feel like the knight in shining armor it feels like you just put on an angelic armor mm-hmm. you know it feels like i just it's hard to explain it's almost like you're putting on um a solid plate armor set, but in an energy form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you know, it kind of feels like I'm wearing this nice shiny plate armor set from the Middle Ages, but it's an energetic angelic side thing. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of interesting. Um, so the other pendants also have this aspect, but the Michael is also very different. Um, so Michael came in, he just came in, it's like, I want this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. And I <laughs> built it and it's like, oh, that's cool. I didn't expect that energy out of it, but that's very cool. Um, and then we came into the multi-dimensional pendant, and that's the one you're wearing. The one I have. Yeah, yeah. That one actually has the same exact crystals as a Michael. Oh, does it? Okay. Yes. So the difference in the energy between the Michael and the multi-dimensional is the tensor rings that are involved. So yeah, those are your know, third eye, crown chakra, and star chakra crystals instead of the heart. So the Metatron and and Michael are based off of the heart chakra uh, tensor ring, energy from emotional heart, higher heart, etheric body. So those three in the multidimensional are your know, third eye, crown chakra, and star. So it opens you up, multidimensional, to really open up to who you really are, um, and allowing the higher energies to access to you know so you can connect to you that, to that kind of stuff um so that one is extremely powerful i know this is a lot more on the woo-woo side of things for the multi-dimensional um <laughs> we, we've had um danian brinkley i'm not sure if you're familiar with him no. um he got struck by lightning like four times and he's died and come back multiple times okay yeah um so his 3d experience is a lot more open to the higher realms than most because he's been over there too many times yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, he put on the multi-dimensional and he we were in the middle of a conference and he's just holding it like this and then she's looking around and he goes 
And then he looks to the side, looks to the other side, and he goes, I can literally seal, see the actual dimensional barriers. Wow. So it allowed him to actually experience the dimensional barriers, which he's passed through multiple times. Yes, incredible. So that was one experience. And then uh, we had a young lady in Mount Shasta put one on the front and we had one and we were holding one on the back of her heart chakra and she was wearing two of them basically. And the minute she did that, she was shot off into another, either a parallel life or a past life where she was not on this planet. Mm -hmm. She was an amphibian and she was living on a coastline and she went into all the details of colors and feelings and smells and everything. So the multidimensional is definitely a more refined tool for those on the spiritual journey to expand and help you open up. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, uh, when I saw them all on the table, I mean, I didn't even know at that point when, what any of them did, but uh, I just made a beeline for this one. And, uh, and yeah, there was no, it, it was the one that spoke to me from the beginning, really. But, uh, yeah. but I do, I do have another one, which I think you're just about to talk about. <laughs> yes. Uh, but talk about that one. It's the Archangel Shamuel. Yes. Um, and that one came through. Um, we were using a pendant that I, I still have. I haven't made a lot of them. And uh, actually, we're running out of inventory on those. It's called the chill pill. <laughs> the chill pill. And it's, it's the chill <laughs> pill. One. Um, and that one is actually a, a um, pendant based on turquoise and selenite. So turquoise is very calming and selenite is very clearing. Mm -hmm. So and we were allowing a lady that was actually, this is Mount Shasta again, and she was a therapist and dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. uh, people coming in. And she was experimenting with this pendant with those folks. And she had it for a full year. And then she came back and she gave it back to me. And I'm like, oh, thank you. She goes, you need to make a post-traumatic stress pendant. And I'm like, okay, guys, what do we need? How do we put this together? What, do we, what tensor rings do we need? What are the crystals? Um, and then it came down, it came through. So it has two separate tensor rings. One is heart and the other one is your star chakra. So it's to heal your heart and also connect you to your higher self, your, your, your soul. And at that point you have the same crystals as Michael. So it has eight, those eight crystals, but it also has 10 other crystals in there that are specifically designed for stress and trauma and alleviating the symptoms and side effects and all those energies that are coming through and allows you to clear and purge. Uh, we've had people put it on and immediately start crying because it's, if it's, if it's really at the surface, it'll let just lets it flow. But, but, but in a, but in a protective way, the, the interesting oh, thing yes. to me is that um, I, I, I don't have PTSD and, and, um, and so it didn't have that effect on me. But what I love about it is that it feels like it's putting me in the most protective heart space. And it's yep. such a gentle, beautiful energy that um, it, 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 uh, it softens the rough edges, but leaves you very open. And I hadn't realized that it's got the star chakra ring in there as well. And now I completely understand how it seems to soften the edges, but still leave you within within with an open channel beautiful yes and yes archangel shamuel know yourself and yes. that's what it's designed for know yourself in your heart and your connection to who you really are yes. 
And you're right. It's very much a uh, very soft energy when you put it on. It's very calming. If you if you if you are working through those like the stresses and traumas and stuff like that, it will allow you to get rid of those and purge through them. Um, we're working on trying to get more studies done on them, um, but we're working. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're working on it. Um, but it's just more of a more of the evidence coming from people. Um, for me, it's it's like just like you. It's very calming. It keeps you very much in a stable space mm -hmm. while you experience the day and going through things. Um, so I love that energy. I do. It's it's beautiful, and I think that you know with these quantum tools, the um, you know the the people's testimonials and their experience is really where it's at because it's going to have a different effect on on every single person because we're all unique beings, aren't we? So we're yes. we're all going to end up having a slightly different relationship with them. So difficult to study in a 3D sense. Yes. But amazing to experience, really. Yep. And that's the thing. It's like every the tools are designed. Like one like a Michael is going to look like a Michael. They're all be different. They're all handmade. So they're all going to be you know very unique in their own way. And just like everyone is unique, everybody is unique. So the experience with each individual tool is going to be unique. So you will feel, some people will feel the, the shielding effect more than the calming, or somebody will feel the calming more than the shielding, or they'll feel the clearing and the calming, and they won't feel the shield. It's, it's really interesting. It depends on who you are and where you are in your path, yes. on how these tools will represent themselves to you. And that's the beauty of them, is that they will grow with you on your journey. So yes. they, they, they really do become a tool that stays with you, that you're not going to outgrow because they will just acclimate to your frequency wherever you are on your path. Is, is, is that your experience? Absolutely. No, they definitely do grow with you. Um, mm -hmm. They power up as you power up because it's working with your energy field and it's an amplifier. So as you wear it here, the stronger you get, the stronger it gets. And if somebody didn't want to actually wear their pendant and just wanted to shove it in a pocket or something, um, is it does it still have an effect or is there a particular reason why the lanyards sort of sit around the heart and the higher heart? Yes, um, it's actually working with your heart chakra or your higher heart chakra, depending on where you want to have it resting. Mm -hmm. Right now we have the lanyard at about 26 inches, so it's right around your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. You can make them shorter to go to your your, your higher heart, um, but it's actually working with that energy and connecting with your field. So what we're trying to do is actually have it, we're working with the technologies and understandings we have with our current um, understandings of our, our energetic body. If you look at the Heart Math Institute, your heart actually presents your energy field and mm -hmm. the way they've understood it, all your energy rep, you know, radiates out from there. From the physical aspect of those energies so if it if it can expand out really really far how strong is that so we're utilizing that energy and having these tools work with that and amplifying it towards you and working with you if you put it in a in a back pocket you're not going to quite get the same effect no no okay not really no um you can like if you were wearing different length lanyards like if you wanted to have it in a choker you could have it on your throat chakra or you can have it longer going to your solar plexus you can utilize other chakras that's i'm not saying you can't do that mm -hmm. you can 
And you can totally do that. And we've had people actually go into meditation, lying down and move their pendant from their third eye to their throat chakra all the way down and work with those chakras utilizing the same pendant and utilizing the energy of the pendant and the intentions to clear. Okay. That's, um, I know, I mean, it makes perfect sense because, you know, this whole, uh, the whole journey that that we're on at the moment is the movement from head to heart because the heart is the seat also of our um, complete connection with the all that is, with source, with our higher self. It makes perfect sense that dependents are enabling people to sit more fully in their heart because it's a, it's a challenge for many of us because everything in our world from the moment we arrived takes us away from our heart turns us around faces us outside and to try and get that connection back in again is a real challenge and that's the other reason why I love the tools so much because they're working for you the whole time you've got them on um, just naturally bringing you back into that place again so I think that uh, that quiet ability to just keep you focused back in your heart center even if you're not mentally aware that you're doing it it's happening anyway Yes. Um, one of the things I've noticed personally, when when you're wearing the tools and utilizing these tools and keeping yourself in your heart um, and keeping yourself from being bombarded by the emotional energies being projected is when you're looking at or experiencing, I should say, experiencing the news or experiencing the narrative that's being projected, you actually see through a lot of it and you can see it at its core. It's, it's that you can actually see through a lot of the narrative and seeing what they're trying to do and what's being projected. So mm -hmm. it allows you to be more empowered and less pushed into a fear state to just believe. Wonderful. It, um, because there is a lot of programming. Um, we've spoken yeah. a lot um, to, to, our, to our audience over the last three years about the very deliberate behavioral manipulation and programming. And so anything yes. that allows you to see more clearly and to to be aware of that is uh, is going is going to be a good thing. And um, have we been through all of the ones? Is that have we talked about um, all of the pendants in your series? I'm just trying to think. I think we have, haven't we? The ones we have right now, yes. Um, yes. We have stuff coming out. I'm working on a a pendant for entity protection, but that's coming. Okay. I still have to. I have some kinks to work out in the process process for that one. Um, and Vivian and I are also working on starseed set. So if you're a starseed, you yeah. know, it's going to have the energies of feeling like home kind of, you know, stuff for them. Um, and you know, that's the stuff we're working on right now. And also different versions of the anklets we're working on as well. Beautiful. Peter, I just, uh, I love your tools and, um, and everything they can do. And I think the thing is we've only just scratched the surface about what they can do because our, ability to 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 harness those frequencies we're kind of at the beginning um of our of our journey with all of that but i feel that they are so into they've got an intelligence all of their own that's just going to grow you know with all of us as we as we move um along this continuum that we're on and i'm Absolutely. just i'm thrilled to have you know met you being able to access the tools um, i'm also thrilled that um we're going to be able to be offering them to people in the uk and europe who want to get them because it's um it saves a bit on getting the shipping and bringing them all in from america 
So we're going to be able to do that uh, more in time because um, I, I think they're going to be in huge demand as they should be. But um, yeah. I, I can I know that everyone is also going to be saying, um, but what about the pyramid that's behind him? And we haven't talked at all <laughs> about your pyramid. <laughs> and I and I think because yeah. of copper, they're a bit more problematic to bring in. But you have also, is it just one or have you designed more than one pyramid? Uh, we have two different pyramids. We have uh, the Giza, which is the, you know, the really wide base, short. Um, it's like just like this, the Giza pyramid, mm -hmm. uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza. Um, and then we have the Nubian pyramid. Um, if you go south on the nile river which is upriver, which is anyway um down in the deserts down there they actually have a nubian pyramid which is a much steeper pyramid um and what we found is the two energies are completely different between the two pyramids so the nubian is um ex extremely powerful in getting energy work done in a short period of time but you have to actually do the integration outside of the pyramid so oh. it's so you do your work you you know you do your intentions you get in the pyramid you sit there do the meditations for about you'll you'll kind of feel overwhelmed in about 20 minutes so okay <laughs> i've had enough you have to get out um and the energy work is done but the problem is your field is still disrupted from all that work now you need to integrate okay and allow your energy field to rebalance and work its way through so that's the difference with that one so you you kind of you have to do the work in the pyramid and outside of the pyramid. Okay. So you need so some Giza, outside, outside outside the Nubian pyramid. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you could do let's, let's say schedule like an hour's worth of meditation. You do 20 minutes in the pyramid and then 40 minutes outside of the pyramid to integrate all that work. Okay. Um the uh, the Giza you can spend 40 minutes to an hour in the pyramid and it feels like the integration is happening at the same time. It's a different field, different energy. It's more calming, more relaxing, um, and it, you can actually fall asleep in the in the Giza a lot easier than you can with the Nubian. The Nubian feels like it's it's like a supercharger. Yes, <laughs> it's giving you a job. I guess uh, the the Giza is is much bigger, isn't it? You need quite a big room space yeah. to be able to fit that in. Yeah. So right now we're doing um, the one behind me is a ten foot by ten foot base, so it's really large, and it's about six feet tall. Okay. Um, the Nubian that we travel around with is about a five foot by five foot base, and it's seven feet tall. Oh wow! Okay, but someone so someone can stand in it quite easily as well as sit. Yes. Um, the difference is it's like when the when we the way we decorate or tweak the pyramids. Um, we put. Let me see if I can shift the air for you. Uh, let's see. Back out a little you, bit and go. Yes, because you include here. all the all the tensor yeah yeah um when we so the pyramid kit itself which we haven't put up on the site yet um comes with the end pieces and the uh, the organite ball and other pieces like that it comes with tape and o-rings you have to if you wanted to do more you have to you'd have to actually purchase more things with it so the tensor rings are separate but when we put them together when we, we put them together for conferences when we do the nubian or in our healing space here, we put tensor rings on it to create vortexes of energy inside the pyramid as well with the tensor rings. Incredible. Uh, and then we use the Merkaba, which you can barely see, but it's in there. Um, 
there's a Merkaba right in the center. Um, and it has a quartz sphere in it. So the mm. Merkaba is actually amplifying the pyramid about tenfold. And then you can actually tune the energy by adding a crystal to it. So you're talking about crystals and their personalities. Yeah. So if you wanted to clear your energy field of everything going on, you'd put, you know, selenite sphere in there. Mm-hmm. We use rose quartz to help raise your heart high energies. Beautiful. So, you know, I, I hope our viewers are getting a sense of what quantum tools may look like. And as more and more come on in the future, um, these, you know, how these tools are actually able to enhance your healing, your development, your journey, your clearing, and uh, and be and be you know part of your journey rather than um, something very strange that needs to remain. That's that actually is you know in my view part of the programming that we've been dealing with on this planet is uh, the separation between you know because generally the things that we've been told um, are woo woo crazy. You need to stay away from all of that. Are, are actually have an enormous amount of power to enable us to move on our journey. And I just, I'm so glad that these walls are coming down and uh, more people are becoming open and realizing, wow, we've actually been denied a huge amount of information that would have enabled us to be much further along our path by now. You're exactly right. <laughs> and that's the thing is, is the structure that we've been in for a very, very long time has been focusing on turning us into production. So we produce and produce and produce for whatever reason. And we've been denied the understandings of who we really are in all aspects of what we are capable of doing. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it, you know, it's until you, and a lot of people have experienced things, but they dismiss it. Mm-hmm. When you experience something that outside of our paradigm, you know, you know, if you're still stuck in the paradigm, you dismiss it because that doesn't fit. But if you start on, if you just, go back into your memory and understand it's like that didn't fit in the paradigm. Why? Yes. And then start, you need to start asking questions. If you're stuck in the paradigm that, you know, the quantum realm, this is all there is. No, there's a lot more. Yes. So you to understand and start asking questions. The more questions you ask, the more you become awake. True. The curious nature, because um, the dismissing of things that we don't understand is part of the programming. So rather yeah you know, keep the curiousness of childhood and, uh, you know, be open to everything until you see what resonates with you and what doesn't. So I I, I love your pyramids. I hope that um, one day they will be ready to ship abroad um, so that they are available elsewhere, because I think putting the tensor technology with them, with the crystals, with the frequency of our own selves. And do you advise people to wear their pendants when they're in the pyramid or leave them out, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. It really does not matter. It's the tools will do what they need to do. Um, they're intelligent and they work with your energy mm-hmm. in the way you respond. So it's not going to change anything. Okay. Amazing. Uh, I've, I've loved this conversation. You've given us so much information. I just wonder do you, is there is there anything else before I ask you how people find you? And obviously we'll have links below. Is there anything else that you may have forgotten that you may want to leave us with? Um, the thing is with these tools, as 
other tools for especially spirituality and stuff like that, or the quantum realm, or any of these tools that are out there now, these are going to assist you on your path. They're not going to replace who you are. And I know you've covered through and you know, you're covered in a lot of your stuff is the intention behind who we are. You can use your intentions and your focus on how to change your reality. These tools will just help you get to a higher place, help you expand your expand yourself. They're they're training wheels in understanding who we really are, and they help us expand. Eventually, we're going to actually outgrow these tools to a point where you won't not, you won't not require them, and then you can actually hand them hand them down or pass them to a you know a sister or a child or whoever that is, is a part of your life that could use the help and the growth. So these tools are there for everybody. Thank you, Peter. I really love that. And um, where can people find you if they want to um, uh, have a closer look at the work that you're doing? Well, thank you. Um, website is uh, www.energiesofservice.com. Um, Energies of Service with an IES of service.com. Uh, um, we're also on YouTube under Energies of Service and, you know, x which is was the twitter um uh, instagram and facebook um but yes we're we're around on the different social medias um but also we're going to be on your site as well you certainly are and uh, and i just i love it energies of service well that says it all doesn't it so on that note um i invite you all to dive a little deeper into quantum tools, into um, the amazing gifts that Peter's brought through for everyone and uh, and his energies of service. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Melanie, for having me. It's been wonderful.